You may have played poker, but playing poker in Texas is a different animal. This is the Texas Poker Podcast with Tyler and Clint. Hello, this is the Texas Poker Podcast. I'm Tyler. This is Clint. What's up, y'all? And we are back with episode 33. Episode 33. So... What have you been up to, Tyler? What do you how you been running? Well, I played some regular sessions, and then we also had that high stakes session to end the week. So we'll get into that toward the end of the podcast, the high stakes session. We got some interesting sessions leading up to that. Oh, okay. That's a uh, good to good to kind of tease it, and you know, keep the listeners you know interested all the way till the end of the end of the podcast. <laughs> um. So I played a pretty interesting session. Uh, well, I guess let me. I guess I'll start off with what happened. So remember how last week I said I was going to go try to play five ten on Thursday, Tuesday. Okay. So I show up at seven, which is extremely early for me um, on my normal playing hours. Um, right. So I show up. Of course, the game isn't running. No one showed up for it. Right. Oh, that sucks. I mean, when you kind of have that kind of anticipation of the big session it kind of it's kind of a letdown but i ended up getting on a table and the table seemed okay it was one three table i bought him for a thousand and uh, like right away when i sat down another lady sat down at the table at the same time as me right and she had more chips than me she had like maybe like a thousand four hundred it's a pretty deep stacked one three. I mean, uh, yeah, you that's what you get at Johnny Chan's, but yeah, that's a uh, uh, pretty deep stacked right there. So I have a pretty interesting hand for you. I have Ace Jack. I raised up pre flop and I get called by I'm sure the whole table, right? So I make it twenty, and I'm sure I think I get called by like two people, three people. Okay, sounds like Texas poker. Exactly. The flop comes Ace Jack three. Oh, what a dream. All diamonds. Ooh, a scary dream. Yeah, scary. And I'm out of position here, so I bet I bet 50, which was um around pot. It, pot was about 60, I believe. Pot should wait. Okay, so you okay, so you bet 20 had about I guess like two, three two. two two callers. Okay. Yeah. Okay, so you kind of size up quite a bit. Guarding again. I mean, because it is hard. You can't really assume somebody flops a flush here, uh, three-handed, and you're guarding against any diamonds. Exactly. So, I mean, I can't put them on a flush until I hear otherwise, obviously. And I also, I mean, need to charge all the diamonds because, as you know, I don't have the ace or jack of diamonds because it's on the board. Okay, gotcha. So I bet 50. I get raised to 100. The, uh, the... Per, the other person folds, so it's heads up. God, this is kind of this is a dicey situation. Uh, kind of. So you're getting better pot odds for your draw to a boat, but at the same token, like how often is this going to be a bluff when it's just a min raise? This is, mm, I don't know. 
So, I mean, I'm never folding for a min click like that when I saw a boat out, right? So I call the other 50. Well, especially as deep as y'all are, because this is between you and the lady who has you covered. <laughs> right. And when I sat down, she goes, I'm going to try not to play any of these chips. And she pointed out like 1,200. I'm only going to try to play with these is what she announced. Oh, God. <laughs> so, as you know, I have a target on the secret stash of chips. <laughs> You're like, if you're playing in, in one of my pots, they're all coming into play. Um, So I call. Um, The turn is like a three of spades, complete brick for me. I check it to her. She bets 100 again. Did the three pair the board? No. Okay, I thought it was ace-jack three. I, I might so. have said ace-jack three, but it was either ace-jack four and then a three, or... It was two low connected cards that were not uh not the same suit. Okay, so basically it's okay. So a nothing card. I thought that might give you extra boat outs, or if it had paired the board. Uh, okay, so a complete nothing brick card. Yes, she bets a hundred again. Mm, I mean, I don't love it, but now you're getting such good pot odds. It's like again. I mean, if you hit an ace or jack on the river, this could get crazy, especially if she does have a flush. Um, I call, and the river offsuit Jack. Oh my God, this is, you're just a dog, man. You are, I mean, <laughs> straight up. I, if she has a flush here, this is going to get dirty. So I check it to her. She bets a hundred. I rip it all in for like a little bit over 700. Oh, wow. A Man, sneaky check. Because, I mean, if she checks it back, this is a freaking disaster. I mean, but, man, that's really a sneaky check. She falls right into your trap. Yep. So she ends up calling, and I do the, which I think we don't talk about enough, I do the confirming that she has called because she hadn't put a chip in, but she said she called. So instead of me turning my hand right over, I love that. I think that's it. I mean, because we talk all the time about people just flipping their hands over way too quickly before anything's confirmed. And, I mean, even if she did say call, it should still be a call. But, I mean, it just stops any of this miscommunication where you have just three people running around the, the table yelling about a game that the rules are pretty much set in stone. Exactly. So I did the double confirm. I didn't want it to seem like a slow roll, but I also wanted to guarantee that it was a call because it was a gigantic overbet. Uh, yeah, I, that's uh, the great, great to get great uh, making sure she did call and then great getting that call. I mean, yeah. So, uh, uh, so I mean, did she? She obviously flops a flush, right? So, she said she has a straight, and I was like, wait, what? And then she turns over a flush, and I was like, I could have sworn there was no straight flush out there, is what I was thinking. It's like my heart sank. <laughs> I was like, oh, no. Uh, she only had a flush. She had flopped a flush. And um, and then, man, when I showed the boat, she just lost it. I mean, full-blown just, you jerk! Ah! Ah! <laughs> Fuck him! Now he's gonna take my money and leave. And I was like, I mean, I don't leave till four in the morning. So I mean, 
Yeah, I don't think I that mean, was. It's I mean, seven, so I don't think she needs to worry about you know you you leaving. I mean, of all the things, I you being saying that you ever hit and run, very long tail. Because I mean, your sessions are super goddamn long, almost no matter what, whether you're winning or losing. Yeah. Um. I mean, I told her I was like, I mean, I'm not leaving for a long. I mean, I haven't even ordered lunch yet. I mean, <laughs> I mean, I'm here for a long time. I was like, well, you don't worry, I'm not leaving. You know, you don't worry about that. And I don't think she was saying it to me, like, I'm going to hit and run. She was just saying, like, in general, when someone takes a big pot, they leave. Yeah, it's a... Uh, I mean... Which is true. It's, I mean, oh, yeah, a ton. I mean, I felt bad, because one session I played, uh, the guy sat down, he won one hand, and then he left. So he leaves, and I was like, I was only half-assed paying attention, but I tell the table, I'm like, did he just win one hand and leave? Everybody's like, yeah, and all that. But then I realized, then I found out he actually was just got called to the PLO table. I was oh. like, oh well, now I feel like a dick. <laughs> oh, they're gonna say he found out he just like being undefeated when he plays poker. <laughs> <laughs> so that was a pretty big hand for me, right? I mean, I sounds you. I double up right at the beginning. And things seem to be rolling, right? Nice. Um, I'm playing some more hands. Things are kind of going back and forth. And um, that one lady ends up busting out again because she rebought to bust me. But I was, I mean, if people are gunning for you, it's very easy to not get like caught up like that if you just sit there and wait for really good hands. Yeah. Like, if people are actually targeting you, like, they're like, I just want to play against him, you know? Like, if they're targeting you because you took a big pot off them, just play tight. Yeah, that's pretty much it. I mean, yeah. You kind of have to... Because you don't want to loosen up and adjust, like, too much on your calls and everything, even though they might be playing loose or just trying to get into your stack. Oh, I mean, I think you play tighter knowing you're going to get action playing tighter now. That's a good point, yeah, because now they just want that action from you that much more, even knowing that you're playing the better hands. Yeah. Um, So the table kind of carries on for a bit. You know, some people come and go because, you know, a few hours go by. And then do you remember that hand last week where I had the pocket nines versus pocket queens? Yeah. So that guy's actually at the table. I didn't realize it was him until I moved tables. So I moved tables um, or moved seats just to talk to someone. Okay. I was like, oh, and then he was on my left. I was like, hey, what's up? You know, I was talking to him for a little bit. And um, we get in a really interesting spot. I have ace jack. And we see a flop three ways. And he is the pre-flop raiser. I only flatted with the ace jack offsuit. Okay, so no three bet, just one preflop raise and uh, two callers, including you. Yes. Okay. And it was probably a small, um, a, it was probably fifteen dollars, right? So forty-five in the pot, right? Okay. Flop comes, ace, nine, five. Okay. And I'm like, okay, I feel like my hand's kind of underwrapped here. Like he could have. Like, lesser suited aces, maybe. But I'm also kind of treading lightly here with thinking I might be in a dominated situation. I don't want to get too out of line here. Uh, I mean, I'm definitely thinking I'm good until something tells me I'm not. I will say that. But, yeah, I can see that. I can definitely... Yeah, 
I'm definitely not looking to get my entire, you know, $1,500 stack in with top pair, you know, decent kicker. Right. So I, um, I only call and then, uh, so he bets again, like it was small, but he did bet. It was maybe like 30, which is kind of small that, you know, whenever it's 15 and then he gets all those callers. Uh, this is, I think, a standard call right here. Yeah. Yeah. So I call. The turn is another nine. So I was like, okay. I mean, that could. I mean, it's not really a good card for me because I still lose all the hands I was worried about. And I'm still beating all the hands. Was there a flush draw on the flop or anything? No. Okay. This then I kind of will. I think there's a lot more lower lower aces you're still ahead of. Uh, I don't love the nine because it is something that you know. Whenever that board pairs, it does put another another something that's that's got you beat. But I mean, it's not it's not a bad card. It's it's kind of a neutral, I guess. Um. So then, the. The river, after I made the call, the river is another nine. Oh, wow. Okay, so now you've got nines Nine full of aces. Yep. And he ships it. For how much? Um, It was over pot for sure. It was like pot and a half, probably. I mean, this is... No, no it was probably 2x pot, actually. It was, it was pretty big. I mean, I don't, I don't know. This, this is kind of a snap call for me. I told him, I said, well, if you have quads, you're going to win, and you're going to get a hat, is what <laughs> I told him. <laughs> so I called. He had the nine, and they didn't give him the hat because his other card didn't play. Oh, that's jacked up. <laughs> he had nine seven. If he has quads, you, you give the man a hat. I told him I think it's because he already had a hat on. Um, He had nine seven. Nine seven of hearts, yep. I mean race pre sea bet turned another nine rivered quads. I mean that's fine. I mean well I think once the river comes, you're did he jam or did he I mean He that, jammed. Oh well he he jammed and it was just like if it's just double pot I think almost every time the vast majority of the time I think this is gonna be an ace trying to get, you know, you off of something else so i mean definitely you're just gonna chop this pot a lot yeah i mean the majority of the time he is just gonna have an ace or else you know because they don't give hats away for nines full of aces (laughs) (laughs) so i mean it's only for quads yes yeah i don't i don't know i like the way you played this i don't really think there's much you can do here this is just kind of a crazy cooler i mean i mean i was just slightly annoyed but i told him i said like i said i mean I don't know. I wish you would have got the hat. Is what I told. I mean, that's. I mean, that's all there is to that. I mean, whatever, right? Like, I mean, I'm gonna get quads and get paid, and he's gonna get quads and get paid. It's just not my time to get paid. So. Yeah, that's. I mean, yeah, that that, that hand just really kind of plays itself, especially with him raising pre-flop. There's a lot more aces that he's gonna have than nines. Pretty well played by him, right? Uh. Yeah, I mean, if, when you have an yeah. ace there, I don't. I mean, it's he's well played by him, but yeah, I mean, he really have to work hard to fuck it up, really. I mean, when you <laughs> when you turn the trip nines and the guy and the other guy has an ace with a pretty good kicker, 
and then you get quads to make it even more disguised that you have a nine. I mean, uh, yeah. if he goes for minimum value on the river, just thinking that you might not have anything, that'd be a horrible... He could have played it bad that way, but I don't know. That's... Yeah, he played it just fine, but goddamn, when you have a hand, a monster hand versus another monster hand, kind of hard to fuck it up, right? Well put. <laughs> um, <laughs> so, so the game continues, and like I was kind of annoyed because I was off to such a booming start, right? When I that that double up, like that was like the second hand, that ace jack hand, right? So I mean, I was off to a booming start, and then just miss with bluff gets called you know draw misses have to give up all that stuff right so i kind of get whittled down a bit and i'm almost back to where i started i get real tilted like this a lot of times when i'm off to a booming start i'm like okay this is gonna be a session and then you know like hour and a half later i'm back you know just struggling to keep my first buy-in type deal i mean it, that really actually does a number on my psyche so I was kind of, you know, thinking about that, which I'm sure was helping. And um, then I get ace-king, right? Okay. And a new player had come down to the table. He had already busted once with a pretty bad cooler. And um, I think it was like, I don't remember what it was. I just remember thinking, like, ooh, that's rough. Um, and I have ace-king, and he bought in for $250, right? Okay. So I had bet... He re-raised me to like 75 and I was just like, well, you know, I mean, either he's going to get it in here or he's not, right? I mean, I'm just, I'll be happy taking the 75 or, you know, taking my luck uh, with the ace, uh, ace, uh, king of diamonds. So I jammed all in for his rest of his 250. I like this because, well, because ace king, like you say, if he just folds and you get $75... Not the worst, because, I mean, there's a ton of hands, just like Queen-Jack, that have pretty good equity against Ace-King. So you're more, I mean, if he calls, you're more than happy, and then, but if he, if he folds, you're, you, yeah, you don't mind that at all. He calls so fast, it almost, I almost get whiplash looking over there. I mean, it was a snap call. I was like, it's not great. That ain't great, yeah. Flop comes, he doesn't show his hand. I instantly show my hand because I always do that. Okay. So I already have my hand, my cards face up on the felt. The flop comes queen of diamonds, four of clubs, seven of clubs. I was like, that's, I told him, I was like, I was like, diamond turn is a jack of hearts. Then I was like, 10, 10, 10 (laughs) river, 10 of diamonds. Oh my god, <laughs> runner runner straight. Yep, and I was like he looked very disgruntled. And um I asked him I said, "Did I just get super lucky or like was my ace and king still good?" He had pocket queens for the flop set. You know what? Good. Cuz I hate it when he goes all in, one person flips over their cards, like you know, is pretty common courtesy to do, and the other guy's like, "No." I don't know. I think that's poker karma. <laughs> I mean, I always, I guess I've I've just always done that since I've seen people slow roll. I've seen people accidentally slow roll, and I've just kind of taken it. Just I always just sometimes I don't turn my cards over when I have a hand. I am almost 100 sure I'm going to lose, <laughs> but majority of the time I'll turn my hand face up 
Yeah. I don't, well, okay, like, I've done the vast majority of the time. I think there might have been a time here and there where, like, I got it all in at a time where it shouldn't have been all in. Yeah. And it was, a, like, I knew a horrible situation where maybe I didn't, but the vast majority of the time I I have. I definitely, if I have queens and it's going versus ace-king, I mean, yeah, I'm just flipping that over, but I don't know. It's... I'm, I mean, don't get me wrong. I'm going to root for you regardless because, you know, we're the podcast host and I think it's better when you win. But <laughs> It won't be great if I go broke. <laughs> I, mean, I mean, I'm not sure the listeners want to just hear, hear you like sobbing <laughs> on the air type deal. Uh, <laughs> what was your joke whenever you're at work? You're like, I have to be here because I suck at poker. <laughs> oh, I was going through the downswing and we were talking about like, how like we really both enjoy watching the vlogs and how cool it would be, but I was you know just you know doing a ton of overtime and I was on in the middle of a down swing. I was like, well, my vlog is just me. My poker vlog is me being a radiology tech because I suck at poker. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that was that was pretty funny. Um, I have an interesting topic for you before we get into this hand. Oh wait, actually, sorry. Let me give you one more hand before um that hand because it would not make sense if I said it in reverse order. Okay. So we're playing one, three and it's kind of short stacked not short stacked, short handed, very deep stacked. Okay. And one of the guys is like, let's just make it five, five. Let's just make it five, five. He's one of the guys I played five, five with before. Right. But was the entire table pretty deep stacked? Yeah. So everyone agreed. Okay. I was actually the one who didn't really want to play five, five. Right then, I was kind of enjoying myself, kind of the social aspect more, like just kind of relax. I mean, everyone was so deep, and you know, no one was really getting into too big of pots. And I don't know, I didn't really feel like playing five five. I was pretty tired. I've been there since seven. I can imagine, like you've been pushing yourself so much to play kind of like higher stakes at at that point. I can imagine that you actually getting in a one three. Like, we're not, you know, you're just not risking your, you know, $1,500 stack, like, all the time and everything. I bet that's kind of relaxing after being, you know, in the higher stakes, right? Well, especially when you're winning, right? Because I was, I was doing pretty good, so I was, like, you know, I was pretty relaxed. But then everyone to play 5-5. Five, five. I was the only one who was kind of hesitant, so I was, like, I'm definitely going to... I mean, I was, like, one of the deepest stacks. I was, like, all right, sure, you know? Okay. Um, I have... Five seven of diamonds in the small blind. It folds all the way around, and we're shorthanded. I tell the guy we play to the death, <laughs> no chopping. <laughs> Flop comes six six four with two diamonds. Oh my god! So you flop an open ended straight flush draw. Yes. Um, I bet pretty big. He calls. I was like, all right. Mm. Six six four. Okay. I bet, and this is the guy who I had sucked out on with the nines versus queens. He was still there, um, and who got quads on me. Okay. Uh, a few hands earlier, so he's pretty deep too. The turn bricks out again. No straight, no flush card for me. I'm still barreling, right? So yeah. I size up again. He calls. Well, okay, like, I'm a little nervous here, because, okay, you flop 
monster. And I had raised preflop. I raised out of the small blind. I think I made it 30 to go. He calls. I bet 50 on the flop. He calls. I mean. So once you bet the flop, we're now. We're now t- looking at it. I mean, he, when I mean he raised, he bet was seven nine earlier, and when he got the quads, right? But he raised preflop. Yeah, yeah raised preflop. So we think like a, especially being in the big blind with some money there, a six might be in his range. Uh, the he could have bigger diamonds, which would make me nervous. Now the one thing he I think he also calls was with probably ace high on a paired board I think ace high a lot of times will float. Once he calls the turn I'm I'm pretty damn nervous at that point. I was um, I bet like seventy five on the turn and he called. Okay. River completely bricks me out. Um, so I was like, hmm, this is not great. <laughs> you know, seven high I think it was like a nine too. So it was like one where like I felt like I almost hit the straight, but. It was a nine, so there was no straight to be had. Um, Got to continue telling my story of a dude who has a good hand, I guess. I think if I'm going to bet, I'm going to bet pretty small here. Good, that's what I did. Oh, really? Yeah. Because usually, I didn't know you. I thought I thought you were going to... Was, I was bracing myself for the argument. Because I know like you will normally put somebody to the test. But here is the thing is the only thing I think you're getting them off is either like a four or a better flush draw than you have. Yeah, and I kind of felt like he had already kind of passed the test, right? But then I was like, well, I like you said, I could get a flush draw to fold, and that's about it. So I only bet like 125. Okay. He re-raises. Oh, well, shit. <laughs> and the dealer starts counting. I told him, I don't think you need to count... Let me just confirm. I only I only have um, seven high here. One second. So I did four, five, six, seven. No, no, no straight. Any diamonds? No, no. I told him, I don't think I can call with seven high. I mean, you know, he rolls. I fold. He rolls over six four for the flop boat. Oh my god! I told him in the moment. I was so sad. I bricked out. But I was dodging bullets, huh? Oh, I'm God. <laughs> but, I mean, okay, I have a question. Like, okay, let's say you hit the, like, not the straight, because the straight is super disguised, and you think you're probably just golden. Yeah, but on the flush draw, you're kind of, or you have to be a little scared that he has bigger diamonds. A little, but when it folds to the big and the small blind... I don't know. I mean, that is a situation I just haven't played enough to really know how to play it. I mean, you got to think, how often does it ever fold to the small and the big blind? You're playing blind versus blind. I mean, true. But, because, uh, well, I, I guess he could actually have a six, and you could be going for max value on a six there. But, I mean, once he calls that turn, there's just not much. Because on the flop, you'd be like, okay, he has ace high for uh is actually a pretty decent on a, on a paired board. Yeah. Uh, but once you bet the turn, I think we can go ahead and rule out ace high here for the most part. Yes. So now we're really looking at either some type of draw or a made hand. Or a pocket pair above, right? Eights, nines, tens. That's true. That's a possibility as well. Uh, 
But man, yeah. Oh god. I any I mean, and you had so much crap you could hit. Any diamond, any eight, any three. <laughs> yeah. And I mean, just flop dead basically. God, can you imagine if he you uh, hit the eight of diamonds? That would straight be crazy. flush. Yeah. <laughs> um so that was kind of interesting hand. I was so happy to, I mean, never have I been more happy to miss a draw than that time. Yeah. Sometimes, uh, sometimes it's just as important to miss some of these draws where you're not, where you'd get killed as it is to hit the ones where you get paid. Yep. So, so we continue to play. Oh, and this was the weird part. The guy who wanted the five, five. So I lost the first hand of five, five. I took kind of a good chunk. You know, I mean, 75, 120 bucks, whatever, on the first hand. I mean, it's not great, right? Um, then I lost that hand, um, which was a pretty big chunk. And then that guy got up and left. <laughs> the guy who wanted 5-5 five, five so bad. <laughs> After two <laughs> hands where I lose both of them. And then the table like, we should go back to 1-3 since it's just us. And I was like, I mean, we should. I was like, sure is rough for me, though, after losing like 500 bucks. <laughs> <laughs> to, yeah. to be like, all right, guys, let's lower the stakes now that I'm back to being negative. <laughs> <laughs> that's uh, that's kind of true. Yeah, that's that's pretty difficult. I mean, we're gonna we're gonna raise the stakes, watch you lose a couple hands, and then we're gonna lower the stakes so we can keep this profit. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that that wasn't the re- but it's just kind of yeah. it was yeah, but it was just kind of a weird, kind of a crummy situation for me to be in. But yeah. here was kind of the the situation I was talking about beforehand. Before that hand, because that hand was too interesting to leave out. But started playing shorthanded, and like when you play at the overnight game, like I do, you play with a lot of the same people, right? I can see that. I mean, you know, there's only so many people playing till you know seven in the morning. Only so many DJs in the world. <laughs> so, you know, we normally get there at like eleven or whatever is when normally when everyone kind of shows up, and we play until. Seven or eight in the morning. So is there like a big crew of y'all that get there that late? I mean, we all don't get it at the same time, but yeah, I mean, a lot of us show up at around the same time. I'd be very curious, like, like I understand like yours. I mean, it's a weird deal, but I'm, I know like what you do for a living and your lifestyle and everything. I'd be super curious of what all these people do that they just end up showing up at 11 o'clock at night. Just... It's a weird, kind of a weird deal. Yeah. Um, yeah. So, I mean, so, I mean, we're friendly enough, right? I mean, we know each other's names, stuff like that, right? Right. But we still play hard every time, right? Like, everyone's still, no one's really soft playing anyone. Um, but we're all there. We're kind of talking, socializing, having a good time, right? Because when you're that shorthanded, I feel like it's pretty important to still have, keep the game enjoyable because there's still some profitable there's still some profit to be made at that game with like other players who are not as sophisticated, I guess still recreational having fun there. Yeah, I think, well, I mean, here's the other thing too, is it's just more fun to do it that way. I mean, a part of the draw for poker to me is that I'm making money doing something that I enjoy. So if I make it too grindy and just too cutthroat and all that, well, then it just becomes another job that I don't like. I mean, so keeping it fun is kind of, I don't know, if I, if you don't, if you can't keep it that way to a certain degree, it kind of loses its entire meaning to me. 
Well, so like here's like one of the dynamics. Me and this one guy, we have played a few times together. All we do whenever we play at the same table is see who can pull off the biggest bluff and show it. Oh, that's fun. I mean, drives other people crazy. <laughs> I can see that. <laughs> I mean, so, so like, I'll be in a hand with someone else, and he'll just know I'm going to put in this gigantic bluff and just show it just because he sat down at the table. <laughs> like I'm like, hold on, because we're about to lock and load and three-barrel blast this guy out of the hand, right? <laughs> and he already knows. So, like, we kind of have that dynamic, you know, where we're kind of talking and, you know, bluffing each other too, right? See so who can pull the biggest bluff on each other as well. Oh, God, this sounds I mean, insane. I mean, to say, I mean, he got the better of me the last time we did it by, like, five six hundred bucks i mean he was a dude who was not i mean he tried to bluff me with then he hit a straight on the river oh god that's <laughs> like, horrible I was like, you're the worst bluffer ever <laughs> yeah <laughs> like, this like, is not <laughs> bluff this is straight value <laughs> i was like you bluff me with the nuts i was like <laughs> brave you are <laughs> but okay so we're, we're playing and it's kind of that dynamic right like we were, we're all talking all of us on the table talking and the guy leads out, right? Like he, he raises pre-flop. And I tell him, you know what? I'm going to disrespect you and call anyway. I tell him, and said, if you see my hand, you're going to see how disrespectful it is. Cause I think he, he made his pretty big pre-flop and I called him with six deuce offsuit. Oh, wow. <laughs> I was like, wait till you see this hand. If you see this hand. Right. And someone else calls behind the guy who had got quads on me calls behind. Um, Let's see. Okay. The flop. So I was like joking with him, telling him I'm like, I'm calling you with like trash just to, just to take your money. So I told him, I'm going to break you with this crap hand. All right. The flop comes six, six deuce. Oh my God. You're <laughs> flop. Bow. And you I was are like, a horrible person, man. <laughs> I don't like, know what. <laughs> I'm like, I think he's going to see this hand. <laughs> <I was> like, <laughs> So, he checks. I check. The guy who had got quads on me earlier bets out for 50. He folds. I call. Right? I only call. Okay. The turn is a five. I check. He bets gigantic. So, this dude probably it was 6-6 six, six deuce? 6-6 um, six, six deuce, five now in the turn. So we can say that this dude probably has, a, well, either an overpair or six. Because, I mean, this is a pretty dry board for him to be just blasting here. Yeah, he bets gigantic. Like, I think it was like 175. I mean, this is a, just a dream scenario for you. I call. The river is an ace. So I check it over to him. He bets pretty big. Well, actually, not that big compared to the first, the turn bet. So he bets like 200. I check raise to like 450, something reasonable. Okay. He jams all in for, I mean, a ton, like 16, 1800. God. Good God. Are you, are, at this point, are you scared that he just hit a six? Uh, I'm scared he hit a six. I'm scared he hit five six. Yeah. I'm scared he hit um 
That's about it. Um, yeah, I mean, that's yeah. pretty much it, yeah. <laughs> that's what I was thinking. I said, well, that's it. So I was like, well, I call. I mean, I mean, yeah, I comes... can't imagine you folding a boat here, but good God. I mean, I'm super scared of what he might have. I mean, I was like, no way he has aces, obviously, right? But, uh, yeah. Yeah, no. so I was like, I wouldn't worry about that. He rolls over pocket five for five full of sixes. Oh, wow. And it was one of those ones where, like, I didn't mean to slow roll, but I, it takes a second to process that I win, you know? Yeah, I can definitely see that. So, and then I turn over, because then I turn over sixes full of twos, and the table erupts. Uh, <laughs> I can imagine that it did. <laughs> um, And just everyone, uh, <laughs> well, that guy was like, well, that's how my deep stack play is, and walked off. <laughs> <laughs> That's a pretty great comment. <laughs> um, and then the dude who I told I was going to disrespect, he was like, you called him with six dudes? And I was like, yeah. Um, and then like two hands later, I get ace 10 of spades. And I flop spades with a 10. Right? Okay. Um, but I think there's like a queen out there, so middle pair. Okay, so and okay, so you got middle up. pair with a nut flush draw. It was heads up, and a guy had raised pretty big pre-flop. I think he he three bet me, but I wasn't. I mean, it was one of those ones where I made it thirty, he made it sixty. Okay, yeah, I'm definitely uh, calling there. Yeah, and I was like, okay, whatever. So, um, and then he bets. I think he bet like fifty out, something like that. And I was like. I'll just take my turn, right? I called 50 instead of raising. I could I could see merit to both, uh, but yeah, I can see this. Um, the turn's a complete brick. I was like, huh, bummer. Um, he bets like 100. I was like, okay. I called. The river is the king of spades for giving me the ace high flush. Just the nuts. I mean, it's just, oh it's just the nuts, right? Yeah. He snap rips it in on me. Oh wow! And I'm what like, a dream. I'm like, wait a second. Let me double check the board before I snap call this for another five. Yeah. Oh no, <laughs> yeah. No kidding. That's I'm, a good point. I'm like, because I might be missing something. Because I don't know what he could have to where. I mean, king of spades, snap all in. I mean, he he probably maybe he river just a lesser flush. Um. I turn it over. He shows pocket kings. Oh, wow. Yeah, and it took everyone a second to realize I had one. I was like, I don't I don't know what the holdup is, but... I mean, <laughs> Flush beats the set at this point. Yeah, and I was like, don't look too hard for the paired board. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, so that concluded that session. But I was just... Uh, I We still have the high-stakes session to talk about, but what you agree, I guess, just... When it's that late at night and stuff, you just got to kind of keep it friendly. And Do you adjust your range? I mean, no one wants someone just sitting there folding. I mean, you kind of have to adjust your range to play four-handed, too, five-handed. Well, that's the thing, is you have to adjust your range range to play four- or five-handed a lot. So and what you're saying is you are endorsing playing six-deuce offsuit Clint, def- right now? Definitely not. <laughs> okay, so Clint said... Play six deuce offsuit. <laughs> I think you're a horrible person for playing it, a horrible person for flopping that boat on that poor dude. Uh, it's like, let's be clear. Yeah. Let's be clear. On that one, I'm rooting for him. 
<laughs> like, uh-uh. Second time he gets quads, maybe? Yeah. Uh, well, I think, well, me and you've talked about this, and this is a dynamic that I think you've come across recently that I've had forever and a day. Because in College Station, it's always the same players playing every single time. So, you're always kind of pretty friendly and and all that. So, I don't say I adjust my range that much, though. But, I mean, that being said, I'm not playing that much four-handed. Or, I mean, I would I would adjust my range for the amount of, the, the amount of uh, players there are. As far as the friendliness of the game, I don't know. I'm like, I try to be pretty friendly, but I... I still try to keep that preflop advantage quite quite a bit, so I maybe adjust a little bit, but not a ton. Yeah, I mean, it's like like I said that there was a session I talked about maybe like ten podcasts ago, where we had that one super whale at the table who just wanted to gamble and have fun, and no one wanted to give him action, so I was giving him action, and everyone ended up having a great time, but I ended up being the one who lost like two hundred bucks. Oh, yeah. And I was like, I mean, talk about kind of falling off the line, right? Or So. Yeah, it's kind of a, I don't know. It, it, you, it is a very thin line you have to walk. Because especially, like, if there's uh, super wrecked players and all that, you do need to be able to adjust a little bit. But I think it's also very easy to go too far the other way. I mean, granted, I mean, you have the adv- advantage post-flop and all that. But you kind of want to keep all your edges in there. So, I mean, like I say, it's easy to kind of go... I think you should never knit it up to the point where it just makes it unfun for the rec, rec players. But there's also the the point where you don't want to go too far off and just be, you know, spewing just in the name of making it a good game. So, I guess we'll talk about the 5-5 the five, five session now. The... Well, what was going to be the five ten session, but not everyone made it that far. So, um, they want to start five five at one o'clock. I work the overnight, right? So getting there at one is tough. Oh yeah, I advised highly against it because I was like, well, playing high stakes on like four hours, three or four hours sleep is just—I mean, yeah, I don't know. It seems like a recipe for disaster. Oh, you get to hear the cake we made. Um, so <laughs> I start off super strong. I'm getting no good hands. And then like the first hand I get to play is pocket queens. Um, Let's see. Oh, wait. One second. I have pocket kings. I rate pocket queens. I raise preflop. I get called heads up. I flop top set. Oh, nice. <sighs> And then the turn brings in a flush draw. Sorry, 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 sorry. I flop top set with a flush draw. I size up pretty big. Right, because I had three bet. Okay. And then on the turn, bricks out again. And then I sized up to... What was it? I think I said it was like 250, and he called. The river pairs the board to have queens full for top boat. Oh, God, that's nice. And then I bet pot for like 800, and um, 
or 700 and he folded. That was my first, you know, hand. I was like, well, now we're rolling, you know? Very nice first hand. Good. Wow. I assume he probably just had a flush draw there, it seems like. He did. Um, But here was, here's where things got, um, here's where things started going off the rails for me. Oh, God. I have, like, a suited connector. I mean, I don't even remember the hand at this point that I had. The flop comes queen, queen, six. It's heads up with a flush draw spades. Do you have the flush? Do you do you have the flush draw? Nope. So, did you have the six? Nope. Okay. Well, I can see where this hand could get off the rails if you're mentioning it to me. Okay. Oh, yes. So, I think he bets like one twenty-five. I'm thinking, snaffold. Then I'm thinking, well, it's heads up. He didn't raise, he didn't raise that much pre-flop. Do I raise here? Maybe try to take it down. Like One twenty-five was how much into the pot? It wasn't that much. How's this? How's this so big pre from the um, from get go? I mean, if this is a heads-up pot. No, sorry. It must. It must have been. He was the pre-flop raiser. We probably had one other caller behind. Okay. And I'm sure it was straddle because there was a ton of straddles. Okay, I got you. Um, I remember thinking it wasn't that big of a bet, right? Is what I remember thinking. Okay. And I called the 125. I am completely lost why you would ever call. I mean, like, okay, I can understand maybe raising or you're hoping he checks and you wrap the queen on the turn, I guess. I'm planning something. I mean, plans are in the works. Okay. I'm laying the hay down, setting the trap. We're Is there? Do getting... you at least have a backdoor flush? Draw? I don't have anything. I'm God almighty! The trap. You don't understand? Yeah. <laughs> so. Yeah, I can see the trap coming. I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna take this down, eventually. The turn is an ace. I'm like, perfect. He probably has like ace king, ace jack. I can now rep this queen. This would be when I raise. That's what I was thinking, right? He bets 125 again, super small. I was like, you know what? Maybe the flush card comes. I rep the flush. Instead, take it down, donk into him on the river. That's what my thought was. Oh, gosh. <laughs> my God, man. <laughs> yes. So, <laughs> then... The perfect card comes on the river. Jack of spades. Uh, completed the flush. The flush was a spade flush, obviously. Yes, yes. And then also it's queen, queen, six, ace, jack. So king ten is there. That might tag along. Um, what was my other thought? Spades might tag along. <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, my God. <laughs> and then I'm thinking, well... We didn't get here to then not pull the trigger. I mean, I'm super concerned on how you got there in the first place. <laughs> I ripped it in on him, all in. Oh, God. He calls so fast. I can't <laughs> emphasize how fast he called. He almost fell out of his chair. He was so happy. Kind of like that Phil Hellmuth, uh... <laughs> 
Yeah. Um, so I told him, I said, I just looked at him. And I just literally started putting my chips on his chips. I told him, <laughs> you are so good, sir. <laughs> He's like, what do you ha-? And then he turned over. He had pocket aces for aces full of queens. Oh, God. <laughs> I, I was like, well, I mean, tough to get that to lay down. Because if he loses, he would have hit the bad beat jackpot. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> yeah, no kidding. So I told him, I said, you were, you know, I was like, I'm confident you win here. So... I just put my chips right on his stack and mucked. <laughs> Let's put, uh, he's probably like later, he's like, man, that's really tough because I know you had to hit that flush on the river. I don't know what's it called. <laughs> I was like, what horrid luck. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> what horrid, how unlucky that hand was for me. Yeah. How, I mean, unlucky I was in it. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, that was my post flop move. That was great. So, had to reload. So, mm-hmm. we've all. I think we can go ahead and consider that a punt, but we've all had punts before. Punt? That was an elaborate bluff. Uh, <laughs> I guess. <laughs> I don't know. would have looked great if you would have folded. <laughs> but I, It would have looked great if he folded. But, I mean, God, there was so much stuff. He's probably never folding a queen there. He could have a flush there. He's never folding. Uh, and sometimes he's going to have ace-queen or aces. I mean... Yeah, I mean, like I said, I mean, I don't recommend doing it. It wasn't good. Um, no. So, I mean, that was that happened though. Got to got to include it. It seemed noteworthy. I mean, I will say this: if it was, if he has Ace King, and then you get him to lay down Ace King, I mean, you look like a mad scientist. Well, I mean, he said he would have laid down a Queen if he only had a Queen. I mean, it which was... I mean, well, I mean, with what you look like you had. Might not have been a bad fold there, because, I mean, what else can you have when he bets the flop on a completely dry flop except for a flush draw? You call all the way down, and then you jam the river when the flush draw gets there. That was my thought. I mean, not a horrible thought. It seemed like a forced move, though. You know? I mean, that's that's all that was. I mean... Yeah. It's a... I mean, like I say, it... Seemed like it. There are times where it w- where it would hit, but I mean, if he doesn't hit the ace on the turn, you look like a genius. Yeah, and the other thing is, um, I mean, I can't talk last week and be like, "Crazy bluffs gets you paid," and then this week be like, "Crazy bluffs not great." I mean, talk about being the most results oriented, right? I mean, oh yeah, absolutely. I mean, all part of. I mean, that's all kind of part. If you're gonna play like that, that's gonna happen sometimes. You're just gonna bump into the top of someone's range, and they're just gonna not fold. That's true. Yeah, it's. I mean, it's very dependent on like. I guess because you are better about thinking you can get somebody off the ace there. I just. Ne- I never. And don't get me wrong. You've gotten me where I will bluff a lot more than I used to. And I tell you what, it's been profitable too. It is. Uh, but getting people off of big hands like that, like a top pair, I just think that so few people actually fold that crap. But I think you are actually playing with better players because you're in higher stakes where they will actually fold, you know, like a decent top pair, top good kicker. Yeah, so, but not folding top boat. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) So I had another interesting hand where... I wasn't even in the hand. That's how interesting it was. Oh, God. Maybe one interesting. But some guy goes all in for, I mean, $3,000 pre. 
Hero, so, sorry, not pre. The flop is Jack High Rainbow. It was a three-bet pot, gigantic. Okay. They rip it in for 3000 so about $6,000 pot, maybe 5000 maybe just under. The guy rolls over Ace Jack. The other guy. <laughs> top pair, top kicker for $3,000? Rivers the Jack to felt the guy. What the hell did the other guy have? I'm sure he had queens, kings, or aces. He didn't even show. But you want to talk about someone who looked very disgruntled. Could you imagine? I mean, that's that was a noteworthy bad. I mean, not very often I'm going to bring a bad beat of someone else on here. But, God, dog. I mean, I felt that one. I mean, I just can't believe... I mean, those are two very marginal hands to get, you know, that amount of money on, on the flop. Not on the Turner River, but on the flop. That is a, that's just crazy to me how that happened. And then I had, um, I had about maybe two or three more noteworthy hands on this session. But, um, some guy blind bet 40, right? I have King 10. The flop comes king, six, deuce. Nice. Um, I bet we get it heads up versus the blind better. The turn is a, what was it? Uh, I think it was like a nine or something. Not a nine, sorry. Definitely not a nine. It was a low card, like a four or something. Rainbow board. I have top okay. pair. I'm thinking he's going to try to take this away from me because he put the money in blind and all that, right? Right. Just because that's... I notice a lot of people when they straddle, that's what they do. Um, I bet he raises me. Not too big, but it was still... It was like, I bet like 100, he made it like 275, 260. Man, I'm a, definitely concerned about the... I mean, it's one thing to bet and call. The raise on here has me very nervous. I mean, I guess somebody who can... It seems like might be able to gamble it up. Sorry, let me give you... He had also put all his money in with 10 high on the river and showed it before that. He had also been the guy who called with Ace Jack on that flop and turned River the Jack. Okay, so I mean, against a player like this, you just kind of have to hold on. That's what I said, yep. River is a brick. He bets 800 on the river. Oh, Christ. I mean... What do you do? <laughs> I mean, he put the money in blind. He check. He raised the turn. Donks out eight. Or bets out eight. I think I throw up. I don't know. I mean, I, <laughs> it's like I don't like these questions. Yeah, I, I don't. King ten. I mean, if it's a player who can bluff here and have nothing, I mean, on the ace jack. I mean, did he have any semi? Was it a semi bluff? Was there any bluff at all? Like, was it a natural bluff, or he's just firing money in with nothing. What do you mean? On what hand? Well, like you said, he put it all in with 10 high. I mean, on the river on one hand. 
Or was he bluffing like open-ended or a flush draw or anything through there and then got to the river and bluffed or just no, nothing? It was just nothing. I I don't know. I mean, I hate calling with a king-10 here. But if it's a player that is that crazy, maybe you have to call. I called. He had... Um... He had flop middle pair and turn two pair. Yeah. That's what I said. Um, <laughs> yeah, I don't, I don't know. I mean, I, I hate getting in that situation with that. I mean, but that being said, it's that's when you when you're against somebody who can have nothing, that's pretty tough. Yeah, so I was kind of bummed out about that. And then I'm on the phone off the table, and I'm walking back to the table, right? Okay. And I'll sometimes do this just um, to provide action, show, like, you know, not completely knitting it up. But some guy had raised pre-flop, and before I sat down, I called. Okay. I sit down, I look. Queen Jack of Hearts. Oh, God. Nice. (laughs) Yeah. I called blind. It was kind of a big bet, $75 pre. So. Holy <laughs> You called $75 pre without even sitting down and looking at your cards? I thought you raised it like 50 <laughs> five, five? <laughs> I mean, definitely not the 75 I mean, definitely not assuming that 75 is the open. <laughs> so I called. We'll skip that part. Let's get to the flop. It's heads up. The flop is Queen Jack 10 Rainbow. You're, uh, <laughs> I mean, uh, awesome is the word you're looking for. So, <laughs> a lucky horseshoe of your ass, man. <laughs> um, let's see. The guy ends up betting kind of small. I only call. He bets it all the way down. Bets pretty big on the river. I call. He had uh, ace queen for top uh, top pair, top kicker. Oh, nice. So you end up with two, two pair, pair. Yeah. take them down. Yeah. Mm, cool. That's, that's pretty a, cool. Yeah, that's a... Um, I mean, I don't... I think super results-oriented, and I'm definitely not uh, not uh, suggesting people call $75 without looking at their cards, though. Look at your cards and then call. <laughs> sure. Um, <laughs> here was... Oh, here was a second... And then I guess we'll finish with uh, with this, like, also. So I was pretty card dead, right? <laughs> okay. But I kept getting pocket pairs. Like, nines, nines, deuces. Okay, so when you're getting the odds to set by, I mean, you still need to call, right? It doesn't matter the stakes. If the math is the still correct, you still should be calling if it's a profitable call. Yeah, absolutely. Stakes, yeah, stakes seem to matter. Cease to matter. Uh, if you're getting 15 times, it makes it makes sense to call. Uh, that was that's Bart's rule. Uh, I usually go to it was 10, 20, 30 for 10 for pocket pairs, uh, 20 for suited connectors, and 30 times the bet size for the uh, what should I call it? Uh, for how much? How much implied odds you have behind? Right. Uh, then he then he went to fifteen twenty five thirty five. 
Because he's like, well, sometimes you don't get paid off by the overpairs. But, um, I don't know. Ten, I <laughs> yeah. mean, one is, goddamn, I want to play every now and then. <laughs> yeah. And then the other thing is, 10, 20, 30 is just so much easier to multiply by. So I just go <laughs> by that. Well, I'm glad that we're on the same page with that. <laughs> yeah. Who else multiplies like that at the table? I got hands to play. <laughs> yeah. But I just kept bricking them over and over again, right? That hurts. And, I mean, it just, I mean, even though you're getting the odds to call, it still takes a gigantic st- chunk sometimes. Oh, yeah, absolutely. I mean, if someone makes it 200 and you're 2,000 deep and it goes call, call, and you have pocket nines, you're definitely calling. And you're the short stack with 2,000. Yeah, uh, if you're the short stack with 2,000, then, yeah, I'm probably calling there, yeah. Yeah, and it's a good way to lose 200 bucks. Yeah, I mean, it's... <laughs> Yeah, I mean, but that's just like like we always say. It's not the stakes. The I mean, the math is still correct. The call whenever you have ten times. So yeah, that's that's a. I mean, you're hoping that you don't go like right at the very limit every single time, but I mean, you know, you're kind of you do. It will definitely get whittled down if on there. Yeah, I'd got like two pocket pairs back to back missed, and then like got one like another like three hands later and missed, and that. Really took a giant chunk out, too. And, I mean, this session, I ended up just booking, I mean, biggest loss by far. I mean. I mean, but me and you talked about it. And, I mean, you've been, I mean, you've jumped up in stakes. You've been profitable for a number of sessions. I mean, and with some of your biggest wins just going, you know, over and over again. I mean, when you jump up stakes, you can't just take the biggest wins and not get the biggest losses, too. So it's just part of the game, really, right? No, it is. But, I mean, it is shocking, right? Like, we always say, like, even playing 1-3 with no bankroll. I mean, with our jobs, you couldn't do it. So, I mean, taking a loss like that at 5-5 five, five is it's a lot of money. Yeah, well, yeah, absolutely. I it's... mean, it's, it's easy to lose track of, you know, thinking of buy-ins and stuff. But, I mean, sometimes it still hits you. That's a lot of money. Oh, I mean, you're talking about somebody who throws a fit every time he loses, like, 200 bucks of the day. I mean, like, I'm, I mean, I don't know. Like, obviously, I go on tilt, so I definitely know how that feels. But, yeah, it's a, I mean, like I say, you've had a, you've a great run up until this. So, we're going to hope that this is just one minor blip. Yeah. Well, I guess that concludes episode 33 of the Texas Poker Podcast. <laughs> we'll talk to you next week. <laughs> That was the Texas Poker Podcast. Go ahead and rack up. Add time and we'll see you next week.